hello 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 my good people and listeners to this podcast thank you so much for being here today um our last episode we celebrated 21 episodes and that was amazing so meaning it is our 22nd episode and i cannot be you know less grateful thank you for all you do so season greetings to all of you our loyal listeners and i wish you a prosperous and you know amazing 2021 it has been challenging i think we established that in our last episode but as human beings we have a responsibility to always think of the future as being better that is all we can do we cannot do otherwise we cannot you know say okay because 2020 was bad let's anticipate that 2021 is going to be bad again what we can do is to just think okay we are anticipating for the best. We are hoping for the best. So that is my prayer that 2021 brings us all the best. I wish you all the luck, all of the prosperity, joy, happiness. A sane world, COVID to be, you know, put under wraps and let's just have our lives again. Thank you all. So today's shout out is not specific. It's to everybody, everybody that likes, that shares, that listens. Thank you so much. I wish you all the best in 2021. So today I want us to just look at something that um, I have failed in and maybe you also have failed in and see what we have been missing in the link and just see how we can, you know, um, bring ourselves back grounded and see how we can do it better in 2021. This time of the year, everybody is talking talking about New Year's resolutions. I want to change my life in 2021. But guess what? We never do. <laughs> we never just do that. So today's topic is how to make a better New Year's resolution. So what are New Year's resolutions? So these are just thinkings, anticipation, wishes that one makes to themselves going forward into a new year. Uh either to better themselves, either to saturate where they are, either to, you know, just expand on where they are at or, you know, improve. So resolutions can just be um, a mindset to change. So resolution is a mindset to change. So usually change can only be positive. I will not... um, you know, beat myself that people are not out there that are trying to have resolutions that will not be positive. Some maybe somebody out there is trying to be a thief, you know, trying to just solidify how they can still better, but in their mind, they think they're improving themselves. But we know universally stealing is not acceptable. So let's come back to the ones we are talking about, people that want to improve their lives. Forgive me, I've been up and about and my voice is a mess. (laughs) But I hope you get the message. So this is the mindset that we make to improve ourselves in the coming year. But research has it that half of all New Year's resolutions never gets accomplished. Everybody falls by the wayside. And research also says people get lost or lose interest in their resolution between January to March. So meaning the first three months of the year are very crucial to whether or not you're going to accomplish what you have set your mind to do, the changes you have set your mind to do in the coming year. 
So I've thought about it because I'm one of those people that usually actually sits down. I make vision boards. I make um, pins. I pin. I don't know if you've, you've heard about the app called Pinterest. I pin a lot of quotations. I put my face on pictures that I want to become. I, I do a lot of things to just, you know, project me to the place that I want to go. But sometimes either life happens, either I lost motivation, either I'm not disciplined enough, something will just come up that will, you know, make me fall by the wayside. So if the statistics say half fall by the wayside, I am on that half that fall on the wayside. But this year, I am making a commitment to be the half that do, do not fall on the wayside because I have tried to like research on people that actually make it through. And their secrets are so tiny, are so little. And if we just listen and, you know, try to grasp it and try to implement it, it will help us. Because most of the time, I think we are just over zealous, over excited about the new year. And we make resolutions that are not even feasible, that are not achievable. But because we are excited, everybody's writing, everybody's talking about it. You go to a midnight service and you're like, change your life, this, that, and you just come home and you write a bunch of things that you don't even feel in your heart. Like, it's not something that you can do. So I came up with something um, that um, all the reading that I have done led me to. But before I go into that, I want to bring you back to something that I want us to do first before we go into making the resolutions so what we should consider before actually sitting down to write our resolutions first of all consider where you are at what is your current status what is your current discipline level what is your current financial status what is your current health you know situation what is your family like because you cannot write a resolution if you don't know who you are if you don't know where you're at, let's say you want to make a resolution that you want to make um, 15, 20 million dollars in the coming year. But you know you, are, you don't have a degree, you don't have skill set, you know all of these things and you just write on a piece of paper that I want to make 15 million dollars. It's not feasible, that's not something that is achievable. And you know it in your heart, but because maybe somebody told you that a miracle is going to happen to you and poof, you're going to, you know, fall on that kind of thing or that kind of money. You just sit down on a, on a, on a, on a, on a table and take a book and a pen and write down, oh, next year I'm going to make this kind of money. So let's do a self-assessment, like we said the last time. Assess yourself, look at the... Um, the, the world, where the world is at, maybe you're a business person and you used to travel four or five times in a year. Now it's not practical. You cannot do that. We don't even know where this COVID thing is taking us. We are just hoping for the best. So look at all of those things and have a statement that this is where I'm at. Health-wise, I am this. Financial-wise, I am this. Um, trading-wise, international trading-wise, the world is at this. And when you know all of those things about yourself, you can make correct or maybe near correct resolutions for the new year. Secondly, I want you to look at your capabilities. Now you've decided that this is where you are. You have assessed yourself. You know who you are. Your capabilities. What are you capable of achieving? 
what are your skill sets um how is your side hustle is it strong enough have you lacked in your side hustle and even if you choose to involve yourself in a side hustle is it something that you can do are you good at it have you you know taken a short course on let's say for example internet marketing what are your capabilities how can you um propel yourself to take this improvement that you want to make check at those capabilities and also for us um i say this for us africans um, because i think when it comes to family it comes to you know being present the pressure is mostly for africans i don't think the white people really care about it so look at your 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 immediate surroundings your nuclear family your mom your dad how is their health you know your your children how are they faring on are they in school um are they going to an exams class that will you know need more of your time that will need more of your resources are your parents healthy do they need more of your time do you need more of your resources your siblings those are all things we think about you cannot think about your life in isolation it does not work here it's just the truth we have to think about we have to think about our lives parallel to our families some of us will think about it just thinking about our nuclear family some other people don't have that luxury they have to think about their extended family they have to think about friends they have to think about even their mom's friends children you know the, the the thing goes on and on but if that is your reality don't say i am just going to think about myself oh my salary is 10 million i'll be able to save 2 million when you have not taken into account that all of those things are factors in your life so be realistic to yourself so that at the end of the day we don't wake up on december um, 31st 2021 and say oh i did not achieve you did not achieve not because you were not meant to achieve it's because you were not real to yourself you did not you know take into consideration all the aspects of your life i think that is key that we, we we look at our lives in that um set um when it comes to finances finances um are twofold is what you get and what you expend like i said you have to look at what is coming in and what you're going to expend so when we are coming down to look at for example um what you want to achieve financially in 2021 if if what you receive and what you expend balances out like you are on at a zero a zero balance at the end of the day meaning you cannot save you cannot invest because you will have to spend everything that will mean that you have to open your brain to make more money you see where i'm going with this because i, I think we set ourselves to fail when we don't think of these situations before we sit down to write these resolutions so think about it first what um, am i receiving what am i spending when it comes to your health where am i at right now health wise am i healthy have they diagnosed me of any sickness i mean am i taking it seriously am i you know visiting my doctor do i know where i stand some people don't even know some people don't do a routine checkup on their health so you you think of those balances and just know where you are right now and see what is more what is more urgent in your life to fix i think health is paramount everybody should check themselves and know where you are what needs to be fixed you you try to fix what needs a, a maintenance constant maintenance you try to maintain so these are the the, the things that I, I want us to look at so 
if you have your pen, if you have your paper, I think we should write this down so that we can break it down eventually. I don't want you to miss out in 2021. Somebody says um, 2020 is a year of setback, but 2021 is going to be a year of comeback. So don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Just think about it deeply and, you know, just make some gains. It doesn't have to be big. It just has to suit your lifestyle. It doesn't have to be like Mr. X or Mrs. X. It just has to suit you as an individual, as a person. Okay? So, number one, what you have to do is to look at the bigger picture. So, when I say look at the bigger picture, look at the bigger picture concerning your life. So, say to yourself, okay, me, Beatrice, at my... A hundred and whatever age, I want to be fulfilled. Um, I want to have a family that is educated. I, I want to be healthy. I want to be this. I want to be that. So that is the long-term projection of what you want your life to look like. At your old age. At your dying age or at your whatever age. So look at that projection. So some of the things that I know everybody wants, except otherwise, because, you know, this life, they say this life no balance. Some other people have some other things that they think about. I believe everybody wants to be healthy. Everybody wants to have a spiritual connection with God. Everybody wants to be financially secured. And everybody, if they have children, wants to make sure they have a love that has reflected on their children such that they are grown to take over from them. So these are just the basic that I think every human being wants. Some other people will want the, you know, they need the small, small things of life. I want to travel the world. I want to this. Okay, that is extra. If that is what you want also, it is something that you need to bring into perspective when you think about these things. So look at the bigger picture. Where do you want to see yourself when you wake up one day and you're 100 years old and you're weak, there is nothing you can do for yourself. Do you want to see yourself financially secured? You have your own home. You have. You want to see your children thriving. You want to see your, your, your husband, your wife doing well. What is it that you want to see when you wake up at your 100th birthday? How do you want to perceive the world? Okay, so look at the bigger picture. Is it that you want to travel the world when you wake up? You want to say, I have been to all of the countries in the world? That is something that you will think about because all of us are different. Is it that you want to say, okay, I have like multiple master's degrees, I have a PhD? Is that what's the bigger picture for you? Think about it, write it down. At so and so date of my life, I want to wake up and when they write my name, they should have like 10 degrees following my name. Good. I want to wake up and say this is a person that has traveled all over the world or has been to every continent in the world. I want to wake up at so and so that, that this person is financially stable. They built a company, you know, that has stood the test of time that is helping people. Or I want to have an NGO that has helped like 1,000 kids. Anything, anything that is your bigger picture, write it down. That is your bigger picture. It is personal. It is individual. You don't have to compete with anybody. This is a personal decision that you're making. So after you have, you know, put into perspective, like I want you to think about it. 
this is about your life this is about you know your future which is about how you are going to guide yourself bring yourself back to reality because what i am noticing is that people don't think for themselves like they go with this stupidity that is going on on the internet the internet is not real especially social media it is not real the internet is a movie social media is a movie social media is a poster if you look at the reality of these people's life it is not what you are seeing don't base your life on what you see on the internet. So even when you are making the bigger picture of your life, don't base it on these funny, funny things you see on the internet. They are not real. So rust me. Somebody taking a picture with the, how do they call these big cars these days, a Bugatti, whatever have you. It is not theirs. Don't let your bigger picture be streamlined or be, or be influenced by what you see on social media. Ask yourself if social media was not a thing, if none of these um, superficial things were not there, what will I want to achieve for myself as a human being? What do I want? If somebody comes into my reality, somebody walks into my life in this real world, in the physical, tangible world, what do I want them to see? Okay? Let's just, you know, keep it very intimate. This is about you. Don't be writing this and be looking at social media because believe me, you'll be looking at social media and you see some poor guy that has just gone to borrow money to go, to be spraying somebody on their wedding. They don't have this kind of money. That is show. They pick it again and give it back to them. It's just show business. Okay? So when you're writing this, maybe do it in the middle of the night. Wake up. Your phone is not with you. Say a prayer because I don't exclude God in my life. Say a prayer and then just have him guide you to what is the reality that you want to see yourself in. Alright, so now the second thing you have to do is, this is the bigger picture. Ask yourself, what can I do about it in 2021? So those are the two things that you want to work on in 2021. So all of these things that you, you have written in number one, that you, this is what I see myself achieving. In a corporate setting, we call that your vision. So now, what is my mission here and now? What should I do now so that I can get to where I want to be ultimately? So now, this is where you ask yourself, I want to, to be financially secured at age whatever i don't want to be thinking about money i want to have money all the time so what can i do today to take me a little bit closer to that big vision what are the small 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 things i have to do now to take me to that vision so now because life is not um it's not static life is not one-sided you have to make sure what you want to do in 2021 is inclusive of every area of life like i said earlier your life has to be grounded which is called spirituality you have to have a strong spiritual or emotional intelligence self such that you are not moved you're not shaken you are grounded in who you are you know what you want in life you have to be healthy health is key and because i say we are africans we don't only look 
out for ourselves. We look out for our parents. We look out for our children. We look out for our siblings. If you're in an extended situation, then you have to look out for your cousins, your this, your that, your aunties, your uncles. So, health is key. Now you come to finances. Of course, <laughs> every other thing has to do with finances. You have to look out for um, being financially stable or financially disciplined. Sometimes we are not financially stable. We don't have all the money that we want or we need or that can actually sustain us. Mm? But we have to maintain the fact that this is what I have. I am going to apportion myself accordingly such that I do what I want to do with this money that is available to me. It might not be enough, but you have to be savvy in your spending. You have to be savvy in your budgeting. It is key. So, and fourthly, you have to have social connections that will stand the test of time. Somebody, I watched a TED talk that they did an extensive um, research on, I think, I think it's 60 people. And they tried to see those that have had the healthiest life and those that have the most financially stable life, the most um, family, um, they have family stability. And the research was looking at people that have meaningful connections. And what they find out is that people that had meaningful connections, either in friends, either in business partners, either in family, lived longer and were healthier. So I don't minimize um, friendships. I don't minimize um, social connections. Social connections is key. All of us are meant to be with someone or to have someone to talk to, someone to be with. That is just how our lives are being structured. In the beginning, if whether you're a Christian, a Muslim, a Hindu, a Buddhist, whatever the case may be, if you read your holy book, it will tell you that God did not want wanted one person to be by themselves so they created he created another because we are meant to be connected so connections are key so when you have looked at all of this facet of your life ask yourself what can i do to improve this facet of my life if you have more you can add like i said for me i'm looking at the core I am not looking at the extras because if I look at extras, there are people who want to just wear more makeup. There are people who want to swag more. People who want more shoes. So I respect that, but um, it will take me forever to, you know, quantify all of those other things. So I just take it to the things that I think are core to every human being. So once you get that on, on, on a piece of paper, hmm, look at each and every one of those things and see what you can do now bear in mind that everything that will move you forward is going to be challenging it's going to be difficult it's going to take a junk of you you know that will that will make you uncomfortable but change does not come positive change does not come when you're comfortable nobody has ever been successful by just sleeping you know, you just sleep. Sleep. I think your bed is the most comfortable place. You sleep, you snuggle, you wake up, you fry plantain and you eat. Nobody has ever been successful by doing that. So it's going to be challenging. Let's just, you know, establish that, that it is going to take a little bit of time, discipline, effort, hard work, all of these things. But keep yourself motivated by looking at the bigger picture.
See, I'm doing this now because I want to wake up one day and like exhale and say, yes, this was what I wanted out of life. And I made it. It is key. It is important that we think about it that way. So let's come back. You've written these um, four areas of your life. Some people may have 10, some people may have 15, whatever the case may be. Now, take each and every one of those areas and put them in perspective and say, ask yourself, what do I want to achieve? I'll take the example of finances because I think <laughs> most of us are very poor in this area. And that is something personally, hold me accountable. Personally, I want to work on my finances. Like I am, I am a mess when it comes to finances. But let's keep this topic going. <laughs> I don't really want to dwell on that, my brother, my sister. So let's say you take finances, for example, and you ask yourself, you, you, you already establish where you are at. Let's say you are at a negative position. You have spent money that you have not earned, meaning you are in debt. Okay? That is where you are. You cannot be in debt that is equivalent to your six-month savings and make a resolution that you want to save. You want to save a, your 12-month saving. It's not possible because then you, ha you have to finance those debts. So maybe one step you can take is to say, in 2021, I want to be debt-free. I don't want to have any debt at all. That will be your resolution. So what that will mean for you is that you write all of your debts in a piece of paper. So you make a subtopic and say finances. Okay. I wish you can see me now. I'm writing all of these things down. <laughs> I might do a PowerPoint that I'll post it on, 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 on YouTube. So that people just get this thing. I don't want anybody to suffer financially in 2021. So you say finances and you say what is your status? And then you write, I have, for example, um, 10,000 worth of debt. Now, the third thing you want to do is that how am I going to finance this debt? So the how am I going to finance this debt is to look at what is the most urgent debt that you need to finance. Let's say a debt is accruing some interest somewhere. You want to take it out of the way and there is a debt that is not accruing any interest. So you want to put it a little bit down on the spectrum or whatever list you're making and think about debt that you are not under pressure to pay however you have to pay that debt it is not accruing interest it is not um it is not putting you under pressure but you have to pay. let's say you have a debt from your mom or your friend they are not going to kill you if you don't pay but you have to pay so you strategize and make a debt um plan how you're going to finance this debt Let's say I am going to finance this debt. I am going to have a savings of 2000 per month. I'm going to use half of that saving to finance my debt, meaning I am going to have 50% savings. And then the 50% of what I would have saved is going to financing my debt. Meaning if your savings is 2000 for example, it will take you five months. To finance all of this debt. But you don't want to use all of your mon your savings to finance a debt. So it means you're going to use 1000 each month to finance your debt. Okay? And that will mean you are going to use 10 months to finance your debts. Hmm? So it means your savings is going to be 50% savings of whatever is should have been your savings. So 
that 10 months you are going to use to finance your debt, it has a caveat. It means that you should not accrue more debt. You should not accrue more debt. I will do a whole entire episode on debt. Debt is a bitch. <laughs> Don't mind these people that bring stuff to you and say, oh no, you can just have it. You'll pay at a later date. If the debt is not going towards an investment that will give you money in the future, don't go in for such debt. It is no savings at all. You will think that, okay, I'm taking this now and I'm paying at a later date. Come on. It is still money you are going to expend. Now, what you should um, consider when you're taking a debt that you think is um, interest-free, whether it is in material things, whether it is physical cash, is that... Your purchasing power in a country like Sierra Leone goes down every month. Meaning what your money can actually buy hmm? goes down every month. So your recurring cost, when I say your recurring cost, the things that you have to do, like feeding, like electricity, eh? they, are going up, they are going up every month. And now let's say you have a static debt that you have to finance every month. It means it is reducing from your purchasing power. From that month from from for your recurring expenditure let's say you use um, 2,000 to buy food stuff in your house and you have to pay somebody 1,000 and let's say the totality of your salary is actually 3,000 it's just an example now from um, November to December you can no longer use 2,000 for your recurring cost which is food now you have to use 2,500 to buy food because everything has gone up the prices have have gone up and now you find yourself having 2000 and being 500 shots because you have to finance a debt of 1000 so in a country where there is a markup for inflation debt would be a good thing you will say okay even if I, I i spend it if i if i take this thing it is saving me because i'm taking it at the at the current cost of today um not um thinking about the, the future value of that money I'm taking it at the current value, so I'll just pay. But it is not the case in Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone, <laughs> if something is not, uh, 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 um, you're not taking that debt to put it in a business and investment that will make you money in the future, please don't take that debt. That is a whole new conversation. Let's not, you know, digress too much from that conversation. So debt is a bitch. So for me and um, a lot of people, if this is your situation, just try to finance all of your debts. That could be a resol- that could be a big resolution. It is a big resolution to wake up uh, um, um, in twenty twenty two and say I am debt free, like I don't owe anybody. And then you can turn into a new page, and then you will start to actually see your finances. Like I can save this money. I can save. I can invest this money. Those kind of things. So that is just one example how you're going to break down these things that I have stated. These four areas of your life that I have stated. So for finances, this could be your, your thing that you could do. But if you're if you're debt-free, you can think about invest investment. Where am I at when it comes to investment? Do I have something that is bringing me in money? No. What do I want to do about it? Then you write down what you want to do about it. Or do I have a, a side hustle? I don't have a side hustle. What can I do to to have a side hustle? What can I do that will bring me 
some sort of cash, you know, that is not um coming from my primary job. Everybody has a side hustle. I think if you're not if you have not listened to that episode, we did an episode on just side hustle and what we will do about it and why it is important. It should be a lifestyle. Side hustle. It should be a lifestyle. Everybody should just have a side hustle. Either you go to people and do their hair. Either you take up organizing as a side hustle. Either you you make lunch packs for children. Whatever it is, just have something going. You can be doing that in the weekend. You can, you know, render your services to somebody that has a cookery on, on a weekend. Just have that small extra cash. It is important. It is key that we try to find ways to maximize what comes in. Okay? Because as I said, hmm? The money that you have today, 2000 it can save you today. But you wake up the next month, it cannot do all of your, you know, even your everyday shopping, shopping. It cannot, you know, just, you know, cover that for you. Now, the thing that will guide you to, the third thing that will guide you to know that you are on the right path whilst you're writing this, is to do what we call smart analysis. Um, smart analysis just is, is, is an abbreviation for analysis that you do to check if the objectives that you have set yourself are specific, meaning, you know, they, they stand by themselves, they are specific. They, it is something that it is tangible. It is standing by itself. It does not have adjournments. Like, okay, I want to do this, but I have to do, 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 do all those, these other things to get to here. No, it is specific. If you say, I'm going to save 1000 that is it. It is specific. Okay. Check if it is measurable. Okay. Like I said, I want to save 1000. 1000 is a measure. You make sure that you can actually save 1000. Is it achievable? Do I make enough money to be able to save 1000 every month? Hmm? It is achievable. That is what the A stands for. Can I achieve it as a person? Looking at all of my circumstances, looking at where I am at, looking at my debt position, looking at my parents, my 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 children, my siblings, uh, my current expenditure. Can I? Is it achievable? If it is not achievable now, what can I do to make it achievable? Okay, is it relevant? Think about it. Because we have established now that we are doing this because of the vision that we have of our life in the future. Is what I am doing now serving that purpose? It is. You cannot say you want to be financially um, stable and then you have, um, 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 what do I call it? You have a resolution that says you should buy one designer bag every month. It is not relevant to your vision. Because what does what's what a Gucci bag will do for you is taking away from your savings, is deducting from your savings. So think about it. Is what I am doing now relevant to my vision, to what where I want to go? Okay, is it time bound? This is key. I started by telling you about the survey that was done that people lose interest in their resolution between January and March. So what I want you to do is to tag whatever thing that you want to do. And put yourself in check in March to see, am I on track? Everything should have a time bound. So let's do a quarterly kind of resolution. For finances, say I want to save 
10,000 by the end of the year. It's an example. 10,000 is too small. Please <laughs> lift up your game. I want to be saving like 50, 60 billion per year. So if you say you want to save um, 10,000 in the coming year, what I want you to do is to have a quarterly uh, um, target. That quarterly target might be something like 3,000 or 2,500. 2, okay. So make sure you check yourself that in March, I should have saved 2,500. Come to your health. I want to be a healthier version of myself by the end of the year. What can I do between January to March? I want to have a health checkup. I want to know my status health-wise. I want to know if I have any existing sickness. I want to know if there's any medication I should be taking. I want to know if there's anything I should do. Should I improve on my diet? Should I um, improve on my physical exercise? You have to know. That could be a whole objective. Some people will linger to have that yearly checkup. They will not do it until March. But if you put yourself, if you give yourself these targets and you put it on your timer, there's a good thing that Google does. If you put anything on your, on your Google calendar, it pops up. It sends you an email. It pops up on your screen. It, it just do, does all sorts of things to keep you reminded that you have to do this. So go to your Google and type in these things that between January to March, I want to do a general health checkup. That would be an objective. So once you get that part sorted out, mm, you have, you know, getting yourself on a good footing for the entire year, which says you want to be a healthier version of yourself. So maybe your doctor will ask you. And again, uh, um, let me spend a little time on this. When people do health checkups, I don't know why they don't usually talk to their doctors. I've seen a lot of people like, I ask them, what did the doctor say? No, it just writes medicine for me. <laughs> really? Like in this age and day, I know there is this way certain doctors, you know, project themselves. They, they make like busy, busy. There's, there are a lot of people on, in the lounge waiting for me. You have to come in and just browse out. No, don't take that. If you're not that sick that you cannot talk, ask questions to your doctor. It is your life for goodness sakes. Imagine you have a bank account and there is money missing in your bank account and you don't want to ask your banker. Talk less of your life. When you walk into a doctor's office and they have they send you for a test, let them tell you the analysis of the test in your face. Tell you what to improve, what not to improve. If you are healthy as a horse, you also have to know that you are healthy as a horse. Ask questions. This is key. You cannot want to work on your health or work on you know, improving your health. By not knowing your status. And for that, that is not something you can do for yourself. That is something your healthcare um, professional or practitioner should tell you. But this habit of people walking into the doctor and they give them medication. And even the medication that they give you, you have to ask. Are there possible side effects that I should, I should, you know, anticipate? You should know. My dad always does that. Like, when he knows that if I take this, I'm going to feel drowsy. He just knows. He does not put himself in a position where he will be drowsy and then it will cause him some kind of accident. He knows that he's going to be drowsy, so he stays around his bed. That is what everybody should do. 
So if we are taking this plunge and we have written down that we want to be a healthier version of ourselves by the end of the year, when you do this kind of checkup, ask your doctor, doctor, how can I improve my life with this test that I have done, with this, the outcome of my result? What can I do to improve myself? On social connections, try to build social connections. The world is so dumb, damn busy that I think people are losing touch. I was guilty of that. But I will not say I thank God for um, COVID because there's nothing to thank God for COVID about. But personally, I had some time and I was able to make meaningful connections with people that I've lost touch with. We were able to reconnect and I'm grateful for that. So making connections is key. Making calls, visiting. For me, I used to put reminders on my phone to call certain people. There is this uncle of mine that I that is so kind to my family. He is so good to my family. He's my friend's, uh, my my dad's friend. But I never just call him. And even when I don't call him, he will text. He will call. He will this. He will check. Like if he hears like there is some riots at the university because my brother is in the university, he will call. He will call me to check. How is your brother? Is he? In, you know, he's that kind of person. He's always in touch. But I never call him. So I put reminders on my phone. Like I should call this man. I should call this man. And I make an effort to reach out to him. If the reminder pops up, it doesn't matter where I am. If I'm in a meeting, I walk out. I make that two-minute call and then I go in again. So let's try to keep those connections going. When it comes to spirituality, I always say it's not about religion. It's about what you can do to keep yourself grounded. I think this life we are living, if we don't believe in a power that is bigger than us, we will lose it. We will lose it because life is so chaotic. Life is so um, problematic. It's so unpredictable. A lot of things are happening all over the place. You have to find a way to make sense of it all. And how do you do that? You have to be spiritually grounded. It is key that you either have what I call God or you have some sort of way. To keep yourself at peace. To understand that you are not just here for yourself. You are here for a bigger and better reason. When you do that, I think emotionally it guides you. It guides you to a larger extent. And you will be able to make sense of life. When you believe that something bigger than you is watching over you. Is responsible for what is going on. Imagine if all of us are just you know, living dumbly. You know kicking, fighting each other. It will be hard. It will be really, really hard. So let's just um, take that into consideration. So any other thing that you think, you know, could bring you something that you want, you can use the same format to just go about it. So now that we have spoken about this, I think I have gone ahead of myself to go to the, th the fourth point, which says break it into smaller achievable things. So we can break all of these things into smaller achievable things, just, just like I have um, explained. But another thing that um, I think will help all of us is to write all of these things down. Like I said, take your book and your pen and write it down. And when you write it down, I want you to share it with somebody that you know will hold you accountable. Not somebody that is your play play friend. Though. I don't want you to share it with your play play friend. Your play play friend might not hold you accountable. One place that you can post it. Is to post it um, on Facebook. You can share it with your friends. Because you have the settings. I would say share this post with your friends. Or 
make it private okay because i think those are the places that you will never lose such um, information so you either post it on facebook or you share it with your friends but you have to have it somewhere that you will keep yourself accountable I don't want you to say it like it goes forth in the air and poof, you know, you just lose it and you, you start to remember, ah, what did I, what, what were my resolutions, Steph, for this year 2021? If you put it on Facebook, it does something for you. Do you know that every year Facebook reminds you of like posts that you have made? I think they call it Facebook um, anniversaries or Facebook reminders. So it will remind you that in sometime in 2020, you said this, this and this. And then you will be able to look into retrospect and see what you have achieved. Okay. And the final thing I want to say is that life is not static. Life is unpredictable. So I want you to also have, like you do the quarterly targets, also do a quarterly re-strategizing. Let's re-strategize. So if um. Your, your condition that we spoke about earlier on changes drastically or dramatically in any quarter. That will mean that your, your, your situation has changed, your reality has changed. So it means that you have to realign to set yourself onto that reality that has hit you. So let's check in every quarter and re-strategize. If there is nothing tangible that has changed, you don't need to re-strategize. But if your life has changed, you have to re-strategize and then align what you want to achieve to make sure you are on the right track. I would like to end this episode by something my dad told me. Um, I, I, I was with him on Christmas. He's a very young guy. He's very wise. <laughs> I love him so much. He's my best person in the world. Um, uh, if you know my dad, you will know that I'm my dad's replica. My dad is a very handsome guy. So my dad told me, he called me and says, um, there are three phases in every human being's life. He says there is a morning, there is an afternoon, and there is an evening. So he says the morning is that time of your life where people take care of you, they do everything for you. You don't have to think for yourself. You rely on people, you know, to just get your stuff sorted. So, if like my child now, he's on his money now. He wants anything. He doesn't even have to think about it. He just tells me, Mommy, I want this. And he expects to get it. That's the morning stage of your life. And he says the afternoon is the time that you are, you are on your own. You figure out life for yourself. So, what he's trying to project about the afternoon is that because people are just um, migrating from the morning to the afternoon season of their life, they usually are still attached to that morning kind of era, thinking that, oh, if I even I fail, I have something to, to back me up and those kind of things. But he is saying that the afternoon period is that period of your life where you make decisions that will make your morning period proud and secure you for your evening period. So he's speaking to us as his children that this time of our lives, between the time that you finish school on to the time you retire, which is between probably if you do well in school, 22, 23, 24, 25, to 60 years that you might retire, that is the afternoon period of your life. That is where you make decisions that will impact your 
evening period of your life and also make your morning period very proud, meaning your parents make them very proud. So he's saying this is the time you have to invest. This is the time you have to plan your life. This is the time you have to make connections. This is the time, this is the time you do everything. And if you look at it, it is like the longest period actually of your life. So it's also spoke about the evening period of your life where he says it is what you do in the afternoon that will serve you in the evening. So when I started the podcast, I spoke about the vision. So literally this evening period of your life is the vision that you have now in the afternoon period of your life. I know most of the people that listen to my podcast, they give me a demographic. They say it is between 16 to 40. Yeah, I know some people are that older that listen. So <laughs> so what you do now in this period of your life is going to serve you in the evening period of your life. He said what is very, very heartrending and not good is to see somebody in his evening period trying to do what he's supposed to do in his afternoon period. For him, he said it is heartrending. Why? Not because maybe the person... Did not have the resources or the time or the skills to get himself sorted out in the afternoon. But because he did not have the requisite um, guidance to propel him to that side. So I really hope that um, this analogy gives us a sense of why it is important for us to make the most of our afternoon period. And just see how best we can prepare ourselves for the evening period of our lives. I thank you Papa for the wisdom. My dad is Abdul. Andrew Hassan Fofana is the guy. I love him so much. Thank you for the advice. Thank you for that talk. It's gave me perspective. It gave me depth into life. And um, I reflected on a lot of people that I know are doing afternoon things in their evening time. So I hope that this um, podcast makes sense to you that is listening. And it gives you the zeal, the motivation, the discipline to just do the best you can in your afternoon life. So your evening will be secured. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. Let's make 2021 great. We'll not go over hype 2021. We'll go better for all of us. My friend does not like when I speak like a Nigerian. What's, what can I do? Guess what? How I think and I saw a talker. Thank you. Bye.